Well, it's Wednesday, or... Well, in some places, it's still Wednesday. And tonight, I'm going to talk about Wednesday. I think, first of all, I have to give huge praise to Jenna Ortega for making a amazing representation of the young Ms. Adams. It definitely is something that is separate from other canonical versions, but her adaptation just on her own was exquisite. Usually I dread feeling like the end of something is coming and I want to wait as long as possible to finish it or drag it out or I don't want it to end. And in this case, I had I had to know and part of that can be attributed to probably I love Tim Burton and I love Jenny Elfman and everything just kind of fell into place um was it a particularly in-depth story not particularly there was a lot of surface stuff but I just think the role of Wednesday and how Jenna Ortega performed her was it's really been making me think and it's it's interesting because I kind of came out of the first half feeling very much like this is all I want to be it's all I want to be able to be seen as It's not about being an outcast. It's about being yourself, having your own armor, and doing things your way regardless of what others think or respond to it as. And then I finished it up. And without spoiling, I think it does explore kind of the human condition that in order to be completely unfazed by the opinion of the outside world is not human. Sometimes things happen and you wish you were understood or you could just be who you are. But that's not always life. Tonight's a tough one. I don't know. I don't know why. I'm dealing with a particularly bad bout of depression. I 
I don't really know what the cause is. I think it just feels like everything piling up on top of me over and over again, and I can't seem to catch a break mentally or physically or just in general. And I just... I just wanted to stop. There's so much pressure all the time. I think it's part of the catch-22 of being in the position we're all in right now. It's having been or have continued to be performers at an elite level and the pressure we put on ourselves so immense and that doesn't even compare to the pressure put on us by others we all know it we don't people don't talk about it but we know it's there and honestly I don't even know like which one's worse And I think back and I'm like, what's the day-to-day, like, trauma and pushback and expectations and blame worse then or is it worse now that I've become so, so brainwashed to do these things to myself continue doing these things to myself probably the latter is true but that's all this is is lasting impressions and we're all here Anybody's listening is listening because they have had lasting impressions placed on them from their experiences in their youth and formative years trying to be the best they could be. But the best that you are is never good enough, so it's trying to be the best. that may not be possible and that's why we're sitting here talking about how broken so many of us are because of the pressure to perform being so unrealistic that it has tainted our entire view of how we see the world, how we see ourselves especially, and how we live our lives today. Because the same pressure gets kind of pushed into every category. 
I mean, I am doing, I probably mentioned this, but like as one of my like stress relief things, I've been doing Duolingo and learning another language, which is cool. Um, Check it out. It's a great program and it's easy to follow. We're not saying the language is easy to learn. I'm saying the program itself, it's easy to follow. They set it up well. And I was still competitive over that. I still want to be in that top three. I want to make sure I'm moving on to the next level or I'm doing as many things as I can and earning the points and earning the gems and all that stuff. And it led me to... I mean, it was pretty quick where I was like, I cannot keep running out of hearts and having to wait another 24 hours to be able to do this again and subscribed for a year of, you know, more in-depth tutelage, if you will. Or, you know, at least unlimited lives, unlimited hearts, Unlimited learning. But not just because I want to learn. Because I want to be better. And I want that rank. Which is fucking ridiculous. It's a language learning program. I mean, Jesus Christ. Nobody's winning awards at this. And even if they were, who fucking cares? So I still sit here. I sit here at night. I cry. And sometimes it makes me feel better. And sometimes it just makes me feel sad. This is what my life has come to. That I have nights where all I can think about, it feels like all that I can do is beat a round of a language learning course on my phone. And today I just felt so useless. So useless. I feel like a lot of times like I'm not seeing as how I am now. I get seen as how I've been in the past and it's not necessarily I'm not the same person would be nice though but I'm not I worry because I can't physically do everything I used to be able to do My stamina doesn't hold up. My coordination isn't there. Gate issues, joint issues, 
gut issues, speech issues, like it just, the list goes on and it's a great segue into talking about what other people think of you and making that mainstream in your mind. All I can think is that I'm not in control of everything in my body right now. It's just a fact. It's not a... It doesn't contribute anything to anything, but the last time that I was in this kind of position was when I was drinking so heavily and I'm afraid of how people are going to view me because I have worked so hard over the last more than a decade in order to be in control of everything I do. I drive the ship. The ship doesn't drive me. And now, I don't know who's driving. And I'm afraid that people will judge me and think that. They'll whisper questions. What is she doing? What's wrong with her? And I wish I could not care. I wish I could just not care. There's this amazing scene in Wednesday where she does this incredible 80s goth inspired dance performance. It's a performance. And I feel like that's all I want to, like, how fortunate it must be for people who can just go out and be themselves and not worry about whatever is happening around them or what people think. And because we were taught that we were never going to be good enough, we also had ingrained upon us that everybody was always thinking the worst of us. Now I can guarantee you looking back most of the people that I was supposed to be concerned about what they were thinking about me as an athlete did not give a flying fuck about anything. They didn't care what kind of person I was. They didn't care what I did. There wasn't secret rivalries. There was everything was built up paranoia in order to have coaches maintain control 
And the best way you do that is by isolation. And it can be subtle at first, but it is, it is brainwashing and emotional, emotional manipulation. And it's, I know you've all been there. It fucks us up so bad. Like, how do we... How do we survive that? How did we survive that? Well, we know. Not all of us did. I feel like I'm lucky that I'm here. I feel like I don't necessarily deserve it most of the time. (laughs) I feel like I spent a lot of time really trying to forget and the process ended up trying to kill myself with a bottle over and over again. And I thought this would be cathartic to talk about. And it is, but it's just it's hard to, it's hard to admit that You felt so hopeless that you almost you didn't know I'm not going to say like I wanted to die but I'm also not going to say that I really wanted to live either I was just kind of in flux and of course the alcohol made all of that worse too on top of the brain injuries and all sorts of other things and going on and (sighs) let me tell you a little bit about my history with AA and if AA works for you and you are somebody in recovery Please continue your journey because the only person it's important to that it works is you. So if it works, then keep up getting those chips. Save them. I still have some of mine and I haven't been part of the program for over a decade. Tried. I tried a bunch of times, half-assed, didn't really put my heart or my soul into it, went to meetings, didn't listen very well, thought it was all about God and actually didn't pay attention to the message, and those times didn't work. When I did quit for good... Part of the conditions of everything surrounding it was that I go to these meetings and I found an amazing group 
just normal people immediately accepting you in. That's kind of the wonderful part about having that kind of community is that it's an unspoken acceptance that you go and you know you're in a safe space and not until I was done did I really understand that what was happening in my life at this time and obviously I think I've mentioned before this was about when I was first starting to date Joe and you know I wanted to continue and the program says you can't have any (laughs) you can't start being sober and start a relationship at the same time and I felt like this one was important And I'm kind of glad I fought for it. I ended up changing sponsors. I found somebody who followed along with me and was like, listen, you gotta do what you gotta do. If you think this is the one, and I did, I thought he was the one, then you go into it with caution and with your eyes open and know that I have your back. And I kept in touch with my sponsor. He checked in on me. And I wish I knew where he was now. I don't. But he kept in touch and kept tabs on me for for years. And I was able to tell him that I was marrying this man. That, you know... He said to keep my eyes open and keep trying to do what felt like the right thing. And if I hadn't switched sponsors and I hadn't met this person who became a key player in my life and recovery, then I don't know what would have happened or where I'd be today. But my instinct was to, you know, I knew I needed to go to these meetings and to listen, but I didn't want to hear that I shouldn't be doing something that I was already doing. Of course not. I'm like, I've just stopped drinking. I've just, you know, you're going to take away like, I think I have a future with someone and you're going to take that away from me too. And that's not the program. That's, I mean, that's part of it. It's part of their tenets and like what you can do when you start. And again, if it's working for you, do it and do it to the max. Most people I've had a lot of conversation with family over Thanksgiving and most people assume that because I'm not I'm a recovering Catholic 
as well as a recovering alcoholic. And most people assume that my problem with A in general was God and the higher power and everything that went along with it. And it really wasn't. It was the fact that you would thank your higher power for keeping you sober and for keeping you on the right track and for giving you the power to choose to not drink. But as I understood it, the person to blame if you did slip up or drink or have to start over that was in your hands it was also in your hands to ask your higher power to help you to get sober again but for me and this is a lot about impressions too I couldn't wrap my brain around the fact that both parties would neither be responsible nor not responsible for both sides of the coin. I felt like it had to be, it had to be both. You would share with the work you're putting in for getting sober. You would share the burden, you would share the pain, you would share the success. But if you didn't fail, it shouldn't be just on a higher power. And if you did, because we're human, that shouldn't just be on you. And ultimately, it was the placement on where blame and control lies that really turned me away. But again, like I said, I kept up for a long time with my sponsor from there. And without having those meetings, I wouldn't have started on the path correctly. I needed structure. I needed something. Something to tell me what what to do. How to do it. And trust me, there are people in much worse situations than I was. And I still was so ashamed. I was so ashamed. Ashamed enough that I may have even not properly rectified things with my family afterwards, even though this was over a decade ago. And I'm sorry. I'm so sorry to everybody I hurt because 
I was drinking and if I owe you apologies please shout out at me and tell me because I think after over a decade you kind of you want to you want to move on and you want to think that you've made any amends that you need to but maybe you haven't and maybe you need to double check I want to be the carefree person I know I have inside me that embraces her inner goth witch spirit. It's not that I don't have faith. I have faith. I just have faith in a different way than I was raised. And I want to teach my daughter to explore the world around her and to use it to find what she believes in. God's hearts. And to feel like she's not being judged for how she chooses to display or virtualize that. Impressions and appearances are so deceiving. I know so many people with the best of intentions, the best of hearts, are not understood. And I know so many people with the blackest of souls that people can't see the forest for the trees in. So here's my homework for everybody tonight. It's my Wednesday homework. It's to go out and do one thing tomorrow that you're a little bit afraid of. Do one thing that scares you and maybe scares how you maybe makes you afraid that you'll be perceived in a way that isn't how you want to be perceived. Go out there and do one thing one thing that really makes you feel like you that you might not have otherwise done 
in a public setting, do one thing. And tell me what it was. I want to know. We're listening, right? One thing that scares you, that you're scared of people will see you as. And think about how it makes you feel, because it may just be a little bit free, and it might just open up a whole new world of possibilities for you.